Hello and welcome to the HRD Live podcast, uh, live from lockdown, as you can see, where I'm very happy to be joined by none other than HRD thought leader, John Ingham. John, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well. And uh, it's wonderful to be on, uh, on the podcast with you, Michael. Thank you for the opportunity. This is the very first as well we're doing in lockdown as well. So you're our first lockdown guest. How does that feel? Oh, absolutely awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, brilliant. And, you know, and it's... Um, yeah, not all things in uh, digital lockdown land are, are that bad, are they? So uh, it, it, it's nice just to be able to dial up and talk rather than uh, trek into London to that rather nice swanky studio we met in last time. It is a very swanky studio, Voices in Soho. But um, yeah, I think there are nice things about doing this in, in lockdown. I don't know about you, but there, there are more touch points, I feel like, now between people, certainly in, in, in with our publication on HRD, we're making the most, I think, of when we can contact each other and speak to each other. How, how have you found the, the transition into, a, into lockdown thus far? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not complaining, really. Um, so uh, for those who don't know me, I, I, I work as a strategic HR consultant and trainer. Uh, I work globally. Um, so I, I, I do love to travel. And obviously, um, that <laughs> I'm not doing any of that anymore. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I consult globally. And therefore, quite a lot of my projects, particularly over the last couple of years, have been sort of on Slack and Zoom already. Uh, so we're just sort of continuing doing those in the same way. Uh, without, you know, I'd, I'd sort of go over to a client every couple of months and, and clearly that's not happening. Uh, the training, again, I, I do training around strategic HR topics in the UK and overseas uh, and all of that's going ahead. We're just doing online rather than face to face. Um, so I'm really enjoying yeah, uh, both my daughters, my wife for home. You know, we're spending more time together. Uh, it's been incredible weather. Um, I'm, you know, I'm doing much more um, exercise, certainly running than I do normally. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I'd, I'd, I'll, I'll, in, in some ways, I'll be quite sad to lose it when when things do move on, and obviously that does um, inform our broader conversation as well. Because you know, mm. I think for many people, um, there are there are going to be pros and cons to whatever happens next. Uh, and as HR people, we obviously need to sort of respond to both of those things. Absolutely, I, I I agree that I think there are aspects of it that I will miss as well. I think partially just getting more sleep, I think, is one thing. As you say, the lack of commuting. But before we jump into um, our conversation, I'd actually be interested to know. So you mentioned you've been uh, carrying out some consulting and chats via Slack and through those conversations. What has the prevailing theme been? Do you think has there been what's been the major changes as of what people are asking you for for your assistance and guidance with? Well, there's, there's, well, b b because I focus on strategic HR and doing things in more strategic ways and big strategic programs, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've tended not to be sort of pulled in, in 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 any sort of major operational activities that we've been undertaking over the last couple of months. Um, but what I've found in a number of different projects in, in different ways is time and time again, I've been... Um, and I don't know, perhaps this is just because, you know, when you have a particular perspective, clearly it's very difficult then to see sort of other things that counter that initial viewpoint. Um, but so much of how we need to adjust to the new normal, I think, is reinforcing what we were already doing anyway, 
but has just accelerated that shift. Um, so I'm doing one project around performance management at the moment, for example. And, you know, whenever I've been talking about performance management over the last couple of years, it's always been about, you know, moving away from a sort of top-down command bureaucratic type approach to one which gives people more autonomy and freedom to, to and, and focus on helping them perform yeah. rather than sort of manipulating them and dis differentiating their performance levels so we can pay them differently. And, you know, within the pandemic, because we can't control people in the same way, you know, managers and organizations have had to move in that direction and have had to make, have had to focus uh, performance management on, you know, a, a lighter touch and digital tools and an, an appreciative style and helping people perform rather than you know, trying to manage them quite that closely because we can't do that anymore. So, you know, there were, there, I think there were lots and lots of areas like that um, where we've had to accelerate what we've been doing. And, and the broader move towards remote working is the same, isn't it? You know, mm. we, we, we were making inroads in that direction, you know, and suddenly with many organizations have had to have all of their people remote. But it's not, it's not for most organizations, a completely new thing. It's just a, a, a dramatic acceleration in the direction we were already moving. Of course, I feel, yeah, there, there are plenty of aspects that, as you say, of the sort of Forced to the fore now that have always been present. But from what you've seen then of how HR leaders and business leaders generally are responding to it, to the COVID-19 pandemic and its effects on business, that is, um, what do you make of the responses you have seen, whether it's in conversations you've had or maybe online on LinkedIn, you've seen you know, discussions being made around processes taking place. What, what, what's your general feeling at the moment based on what you've seen? Sure, thank you. And so again, this isn't this isn't work that I've been doing, but but you're absolutely right. I mean, in a sense, uh, I've probably been spending sort of less deep time with people. You know, I've not been visiting a client for a, a whole day or anything, but I've probably been talking to more HR directors over the last couple of months than I normally do. And um, yeah, you know, I've been well. I you know, I I, I think most people in HR are, are amazing and we always achieve you know, a huge amount that we generally don't get credit for. Um, but I think that's really come to the fore, hasn't it? You know, HR has been having such an impact on our organizations. You know, we've been keeping, we're, we're the people who've been keeping things going. Um, and and in general, I think we've we've done that very successfully. Um, I think they have to, again. They they you know our, our major focus has been on the more operational things, absolutely, understandably, and appropriately. Um, you know, so how do we get all of our people working remotely effectively? Um, how do we um, how do we do all the furloughing that many organisations have had to do? Uh, how do we support and engage and look after our key workers? Um, you know, all of those things really really important uh, activities and. I think we've done them extremely well. Um, oh, and from a more strategic perspective, I would also say I do think we've been very successful in um, encouraging a, a sort of more people-centric perspective to business. And that, you know, that's certainly something I've been seeing uh, more of particularly on LinkedIn from many, many sources is just the number of organizations that now understand, um, you know, if you don't look after your employees first, then business isn't going to get anywhere. The key for me is, you know, because that's the perspective, that's that to me, that's at the heart of this strategic perspective that I've mm. been promoting for the last decade or, or couple of decades, really. Um, and the, the opportunity and why I think that now HR needs to shift gear slightly and become more focused on on this sort of strategic perspective is you know we really need to keep that people-centric perspective 
um, going forward into helping organizations develop and grow rather than simply sort of managing the the pandemic at the moment. And I do think it was I, I was a little bit disappointed when uh, I saw the, um, the 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 spring update of the Edelman Trust Barometer a couple of days mm. ago, uh, which was saying what that um, you know only thirty two percent of people in the UK believe that businesses are putting people before profits you know so i still think we've got we've got further to go still and i think hr needs to carry on doing what we've been doing to promote the need to look after our employees and continue doing that as we move into the next phase of this of course i, I think it's striking that balance at a time like this must be so must be so difficult for some business leaders because there is immense pressure on the actual survival of the business the life of the business itself is at stake uh, you know so well, I, well, it is, but it's not. But okay, but it's. Uh, but let's not think of it as a balance. Um, right, so right. you know, um, so Dave Ulrich talks a lot about this thing about you know thinking of of of, of the environment around us as a paradox, and I think this is one of, of the best examples of this. The the way we succeed, the way we be profitable, the way we keep our businesses in business is by looking after our people, and it's it, you know it's 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 finding ways to do both of those things at the same time. Um, right. So my you know my last article for HRD Connect was around um, you, you know this fact that we've now got so many people working remotely, but again from the HRDs I've been talking to, I think most of those people are still working in a very centralised way. You know, they're mm. using distributed technologies, but still to talk within their existing centralized functions. And there's an opportunity there to balance, as you say, or, or to, to reconcile the, um, the, the, the paradox of the short-term focus on remote, remote working and a longer-term, more strategic perspective on creating more effective distributed organizations. You know, so mm -hmm. that, that, that's what I'm encouraging HRDs to look towards. How do we do the short-term in a, in a way which is building long-term capability too? Of course. You mentioned um, communication briefly there and the, the, the ways that we're managing to do that at the moment. Again, something which rather than being fraught at this time, perhaps is actually, as you say, there's possibly a new renaissance in the way that we can communicate with one another and what we prioritize. But what do you think HR leaders should be prioritizing in communicating with workforces right now? What, what, what should be the top priority? Um, so again, I'd, 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 I'd agree um, the HR directors have been doing this really well. You know, it's, it's, it, it, we, we have managed to keep uh, our people's engagement and, and, and trust. And, you know, I, I think those have increased uh, during the pandemic, which hasn't been easy to do. Um, so I think probably the most important thing is, is just keeping that approach going uh, and continuing to emphasize transparency and openness and sort of ongoing communication uh, so that even when we don't know you know, what we are going to do because we can't really do anything until you know there is more sort of news and and mm -hmm. guidance and clarity um you know at least letting people know uh when we're going to be making decisions the parameters around those decisions those sort of things and um, so that's the main thing and i suppose um linked to that um, so firstly, I'd, I, you know, I, I don't think it is just about HR or, or HR um, influencing our leaders to communicate with our people, but it's also encouraging our, and, and um, empowering our people to communicate with each other. So again, that's partly that thing about using digital technologies in a more effective way, not just to communicate within our 
um, siloed hierarchical teams, but to communicate more broadly across the whole organization um, and perhaps to balance asynchronous with synchronous communication. So again, there's, there's um, I've seen a couple of bits of, of, of data points over the last couple of weeks suggesting that people are, are being interrupted more <laughs> working at home when they were sitting next to each other yeah. um, and are spending even more time on meetings. Uh, and again, you know, one of my recent pieces for you was about, you know, with, we, we were doing too many meetings anyway, yeah. uh, and we're continuing <laughs> to do that. You know, we're, 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 we, we, to, to an extent, we have remodeled this sort of, I, I don't, well, whether you call it the new normal that we're in now or, or whether this is a, um, you know, a, a, a sort of temporary blip before the new normal. Um, mm. But the way we're working at the moment has sort of taken the way we were working and, and just sort of remodeled it in digital. And I think we can do that more effectively through, particularly through things like asynchronous digital technology, you know, so using things like yeah. whiteboards and collaborative documents and so on. We, you know, we, we don't need a meeting for everything and, and we, we need to be a bit smarter about what we use the technologies for. Um, and, and then the, the thing that links to that as well, once we've got more um, of a engaged, um, uh, involved workforce is to ensure that we can involve them in planning for the new normal as well. You know, that we're not just trying mm. to do this to them. Um, you know, particularly, uh, uh, yeah, there are, and I suppose, I may have been giving a, a, a perhaps a slightly optimistic bent to our discussion so far. Clearly, there are lots of businesses around which are in huge, dire difficulties. Um, and, and, and even those organizations where, you know, that perhaps are looking forward and they can see that business is going to be even more um, in demand in the future than it is now. You know, most businesses still have a, a, a very difficult journey to get to that point. Um, and we need to be... Uh, focusing more than we've ever done in the past in involving all of our people in generating new ideas, opportunities, potential innovations that are going to take our business forward. Um, and that's only going to come if we get all of our people communicating together um, and, and, and pitching in and building our response uh, to the new normal as, as a, you know, as a whole organization with everybody contributing towards that. Mm. I'd, li I'd like to spend a moment on that on that new normal that you, you mentioned because I, I've heard and read so many different definitions and ideas of what that might be. Yeah. And I'm sure you knew this was coming. Uh, <laughs> that's for yours. Um, but also I think that there's all this talk around you know, how businesses are going to change and the employee expectations will be so different and how it's going to change so much. But there are two schools of thought here. It's There could be this new normal, which is totally different, or it could be a gradual process or nothing could happen and it could be straight back to business as usual but I'd, so i'd like the john ingham take on this uh, first thing but also do you think we'll need to radically reassess business in in, in the aftermath of uh, the covid 19 pandemic <laughs> no pressure no that's that's fine I mean, I've, I've i've been practicing my answer to that for at least 10 years um because again i don't think I don't think this is this is clearly a, a completely exceptional time. But again, I don't think the direction of travel has shifted. You know, it's, it's just accelerated us, uh, us in the direction that we needed to go. Um, so the thing about becoming more people centric, you know, that has been happening. We, you know, I, I could point to, uh, you know, dozens of different things we've been doing that have, have shown very clearly that organizations understand they need to build their organizations around people. So that it's not a shift. It's just a, a dramatic um, acceleration and sort of move in that direction. Um, so, 
it's it's to, you know I think it's been clear for for years, for decades almost, that we substantially need to uh, revise the way that we run organisations. And here is the opportunity and potentially the requirement, uh, because again there are so many businesses around that will need to completely uh, resize and reshape their organizations um, and and oh and by the way all of those other things that we were talking about um, up to a couple of months ago around digital transformation and the future of work and the fourth industrial revolution none of those have gone away you know mm. so we as as we reshape we really need to be taking account of of, of where we need to go and ensuring that we're building organizations which are fit for the future and not just making the best out of the bad situation today. Um, so I think even if we don't see the, um, you know, even if we don't want to use this as an opportunity to build in all the transformations which we could do, I still think there's a requirement to change and to shift the way that things are done. And then if we start being a little bit more ambitious, um, you know, a couple of key priorities for me uh, would be so blending the physical and the digital workplace. You know, I think as people go back, it's going to be really interesting how we um, sort of you. Well, so again, seeing that as a paradox, you know, how do mm. we get the best out of both of those sort of modes of work? Um, looking at the way that we organize people um, and you know, I think one of the interesting things about the pandemic is the number of organizations which have perhaps moved away slightly from a vertical perspective to a more horizontal cross-functional yeah. uh, way of working, particularly around, you know, the sort of crisis response and have given those teams a lot more autonomy um, to work in their own way and sort of network across the organization. Um, and I'm hoping that those sort of uh, ways of organizing won't get lost because they've shown themselves as being uh, really effective and they can be really effective going into the new normal as well as simply coping with the, the difficulties we've experienced. And also, you know, if we want that more innovative environment that I was describing, where all of our employees are contributing to the, the future of our organizations, we also need that sort of more networked approach. Um, so I think, you know, changing the way we organize, becoming more team-based, becoming more network-based, uh, looking at different uh, opportunities for how and where and in what way people work and embedding all of that in a, in, in a much more people-centric approach and ensuring all of our HR processes, you know, come uh, to our employees with a um, a, 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 sh a shift in the sort of central principles that they're based around. You know, the mm -hmm. things which everybody's talking about today, you know, the, the well-being of our people, giving people autonomy so they can you know, get whatever work they need to be done, uh, uh, allowing them to work flexibly, trusting them to work. You know, those should be, need to be uh, the core principles and tenets of the way that we move forward as well. Um, yeah, we need to take many organizations, many, many organizations need to take all of our HR processes, our whole HR architecture and consider them and compare them against those fundamental principles. And, and in many, many cases, those two things don't add up. You know, if we take, right. if we want our organizations based on those principles, we're going to have to go back um, to, to, to basics in HR and, and redesign up from scratch, uh, you know, how we how we get HR work done. Of course, I, I, there are so many brilliant points there. Uh, we might have to do a second podcast, I think, to go into some of those points because there's so many, but like, if you wouldn't mind. But um, 
speaking of that redesigning then and, and restructuring, I think after this there will be some adaption needing to be done. Um, whether from wherever that comes in business, who knows? But HR leaders, business leaders are going to need to adapt in some sense. Obviously, we're not entirely sure what that new normal is going to look like. But how would you recommend that business leaders begin to adapt in that new normal? Do you think is there a mindset change that needs to take place here, or is there um, what might that look like? Do you think? Um, yeah, I, yes, I think there is a mindset shift. I mean, that goes back to you know, there's still a lot of organisations that, that that still do need to be more people centric and put their people before profits. Uh, I think there's more preparation, perhaps more scenario planning we need to be doing about sort of how things are going to develop. Um, and then that mindset shift needs to be articulated through these principles I was talking about before, and then the whole organization based around that. And as we're making that shift happen, I do think there are going to be some interesting um, dilemmas and paradoxes to work through. Um, and, 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 and perhaps perhaps the, the, the one of the most interesting and, and, and certainly one of the, the sort of key ones for us to confront in the short term and, 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 you know, one that we definitely need to be thinking about at the moment is, again, that blend and balance between the physical and, and um, digital ways of working. And, you know, most organisations, I think, have been, um, you know, very um, surprised and, 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 and pleased how well remote digital um, uh, working uh, has has progressed. Um, as I was saying before, I think there are things that we can improve to use our digital tools and and, and communicate with people better. But in in yeah, you know, but broadly, it's 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 worked well. Um, and certainly, you know, it's it's it's. Um, I, I mean, I'd, I'd, if, if, if we can imagine, well, we, we know what the situation we're working in now is. If this had all happened five years ago, I think we'd have found it much, much more difficult because the digital technologies weren't at the point then to cope and to enable people in the way that they have now. Um, right. So the last thing we want to do is to forget about all of that and, and and most of our people don't want to forget about it as we were talking about at the beginning you know the right. people have experienced real positives about working remotely and you know it's been better for our well-being for some of us um mm. and and we've been able to get more done for some of us um and and you know just going back now and sort of telling all of our people well forget all of that we want you to come into the office and your supervisor will be paying a bit more attention to you you know it it, it makes no sense whatsoever uh, and in fact, so I, I, I mean, I've just been reading this uh, recent report from the Adam Smith Institute, suggest mm -hmm. that their suggestion of bringing people back into the office is this uh, sort of four days on, 10 days off thing. So people- Oh, uh, right, yeah. That's been around for a little while, that. that, that, that well, there's this thing about sort of red and blue yeah. teams and, yeah. or, 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 you know, and, and, and similar ideas that, you know, we, we're going to have to put sort of perspex partitions up across the office so that mm. uh, the, these sort of open plan cubicles now become, you know, self-contained offices again. And it's just complete nonsense. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it really is. Um, it, and and it's, 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 it's building on, it's, it's, it's taking the whole situation we're in simply as a, a crisis that we need to somehow climb out of rather than thinking about where's the opportunity to build towards a better future um and and yes you know part of it is just enabling us to bring some people back to work and and to get them doing 
uh, work that's physically co-located. Co um, but we need to do that in a sensible and effective way. Um, and, you, you know, it's, it, it's, it's actually much harder to manage an organization where half your people are co-located and half of them are remote than to, to manage an organization where, you know, everybody is one or the other of those two. Right, right. So just to sort of take a slice through the whole organization makes no sense. Um, or, or to have certain teams that are in the office one week and then, you know, they don't see half the organization. It's, it's, it's just going to increase the siloization that we were experiencing before. So what we need to do is to take, is to build on the empowerment and trust and flexibility that we've been seeing over the, the last couple of months and, um, and, and, and give individuals and teams and networks across the organization much more choice about when is going to be sensible for them to come back into the office and, and what way they do that. And, and personally, I just don't see that, uh, uh, you know, just having a smaller number of desks broadly dispersed across the office is going to help. You know, I, I think we're just have to going to kick out all of that paraphernalia so that people can just come in and, you know, a, a, a team or something can sit in a nice, big, socially distant circle and focus on the work that they can't get done digitally. You know, that's going to be the key. Right. It's, it's really understanding and, 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 and doing all of those sort of physical community things that the office used to be really good for um, is going to be harder because we are going to have to um, socially isolate for a period of time. Um, but, but, you know, we need to think through what is digital good for? What is uh, the the physical environment good for and how do we use those in a in a sensible way that isn't just about getting people back in the office but is about how is it, again is building a, a more effective organization for the future of work as well fantastic i think that's an amazing note to end on to be honest john we could keep going for a while but that's absolutely fantastic thank you so much for joining me on uh, the very first lockdown edition of HRD Live. Before we uh, wrap up, do you have any tips for those of us in lockdown out there, just how to survive? <laughs> how are you getting on? Yeah, well, as I was saying at the beginning, I've, I've, um, I've, I've been quite enjoying it, I must admit. Um, hmm. um, but you know, I, I you know, I I, I recognise that not everybody um, has has found it that easy. Um, I, I, my, my my daughter upstairs sleeps in every day till four o'clock, and she's you know that's impressive. <laughs> four o'clock is impressive. Desperately missing her friends and the opportunity to get out. So uh, you know, I I I, 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 and we've got older daughters, so you know the yeah. the sort of the the difficulties and disruptions that particularly those with younger children are having. You know, we we don't have to deal with, but. Um, um yeah you know i i uh, for me it's just about um responding flexibly um you know some things i do are fine they can continue some things i've need to put on hold other things just got cancelled a couple of months ago uh but you react and respond and and sort of build a new way forward and and i think that's what hr needs to do as well fantastic thank you so much john Ingham, for joining us in the podcast i hope you can join us again very soon cheers michael